Hello and welcome to the Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I am your host and I am very excited to be joined as always by my co-host, the Fulham Flyer, the Shawangunk Express. He is the Joe McConaughey to my Matthew McConaughey. Phil Vondra, welcome back to the Pain Cave. What an intro. It's so good to be back here with you. It's only been, what, six months? Feels like it's been about Probably six, six months. Probably six weeks, but yeah, yeah, it's been a while, right? It's actually but been we're a- back and that's what counts. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been Even a bit. Even the love in the cave together. It's been a bit. We're gonna do this month an ultra running tonight, which we have not done for that. Actually, probably has been a couple of months since before we were down at Yeti. Definitely, I think the last time we talked about the big news of the day in ultra running was probably shortly after the races over in Chamonix at UTMB and the festival of races there. And uh, you know, while the kind of domestic, I mean, you mean uh, UTMB Iron Man? When you oh, say sorry, that, sorry, careful. They have they have stacks gonna, of in-house lawyers. They're going to come after me. They're going to come after me. on the pain cave. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, stuff has definitely happened since then. It's funny. I was just kind of, you know, scrolling back through some results. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. There's been a ton of stuff that's gone on that we haven't talked about. Yeah, they uh, didn't wait for us. Kind of, kind of disappointing. No, you know I mean? know they 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 weren't willing to give us a little time to recover and digest everything that happened this summer. They just keep coming fast and furious. So we're gonna get through some some small stories, some big stories, and and of course the biggest story from down in Bell Buckle, Tennessee, this past weekend. But first, before we get into all that, Phil, what are we drinking tonight? Well, I'm going. Um, I'm going with a an alchemist beer, courtesy Ooh. of uh, Mike Sudi. It's called Luscious. It's a British style imperial stout. Wow! I'm not quite sure what that means, but it, it punches in at 9.2 percent alcohol. Oh. So if you if if you don't hear from me, come <laughs> around and check on me. I thought I might have. Uh, had I don't you- mean by British style means probably it rots your teeth, but tastes really good. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's do it. I thought I might have had you beat tonight because I pulled out a Rushing Duck Irrational Numbers Double IPA. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, checking it at 9.1%. So you got me a little bit, which means I'll stay awake for 15 seconds longer than you will. Um, yeah. Wow, this thing pours like absolute oil. It's amazing looking. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. It's got, it's got, uh, it's got like a, a brown, frothy head on it. It looks, looks fantastic. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'm going to sleep well tonight. That's delicious. Wow. Mine's actually got That's a little... So good. This is actually almost a, a little bit of a stout. That's interesting. It's, I mean, it's not a stout. It's definitely a, a double IPA, but um, it, it almost has a little bit of like a stout nuttiness to it. Citra, Mosaic, and Montiuca hops. Excellent. It sounds good. And yeah, 9.1% alcohol. We better crack on with this podcast because I, I don't reckon you got more than five minutes in you. Easy, can easy sipping it, there, Tiger. I can stretch it to about 15 I can stretch it yeah, about 15. Throw in, throw in a little Diet Coke to keep you, keep you Got on right point. Here. You know? Got it right here. Don't you worry. I'm like a Boy good, Scout. Good. I'm like a Boy Scout. I'm always prepared. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds good. So, Phil, like we said, it's been a couple of months. There's been some, yeah. some goings-on, some happenings. I think the place to start is probably just the, as it usually becomes around this time of year, where the ultra world, at least domestically, trains its attention on Tennessee and I feel like we're just we're, we're kind of like the the Laz Lake podcast at this point because it feels like we're always talking about his races. But Biggs backyard I think was everyone is. Big, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. Biggs was this past weekend, and as usual, it was the talk of the ultra world. 
I guess we should start by mentioning that the quote-unquote world record for the Backyard Ultra was was once again broken by Harvey Lewis. This time, the great, great U.S. 24-hour runner, the two- or three-time Badwater champ and uh, former top 10 at the World 24-Hour Championship, twice the assist, or you know what, what, what that's what they call the runner-up at Biggs, twice the assist at the World Championships. And, and the first time in 2017, I, I would say the kind of the race that really brought Biggs to prominence when he and, and Guillaume Calmetes went uh, 56 or 57 hours, I think, and then was the, the assist last year to Courtney DeWalter's 68, which was then the, the world record as well. Uh, Harvey went to 85 yards, 354 miles, an absolutely mind-blowing, uh, just, just absolutely mind-blowing uh, uh, performance. Uh, what are your takeaways from Incredible. from this from this insane weekend? Well, I think first off, I mean, I think people are starting to figure out how to run these races. You know, people are there's a lot more strategy involved. It was nice to see a few overseas competitors come. Um, you know, there's a few Japanese runners came, and uh, I think Ireland, Israel, and um, uh, well, Canadians. Um, mm-hmm. So it was good to see some international competitors, not as many as as I think it, they could have had, which would have been really made it deep. But you know, I mean, eighty five yards is is seriously like people are pushing, starting to push this thing. And I, I mean, it's the tip of the iceberg. I think you know this. I think people are going to be going, you know, over four hundred miles pretty soon. Um, they had great weather. Um, I, I just I think that the, the, the you know the ways you can go on this thing I mean it's not just about the the running aspect the mental aspect of this thing is just huge yeah I mean it's just this is this is a, just an, a monster it's like it's just such an interesting concept you know the road loop the trail loop it's just so much going on here I just think you know it's just it's incredibly impressive format I just think it's going to grow you know I mean he already has so many races around the world. You know, potentially when when people are you know traveling freely, this is going to be such a massive event every year with an international field. It's going to be incredibly exciting. Uh, I'm sure Iron Man are firing up their checkbook, getting ready for this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I was I was sat in front of you know a screen for basically three and a half days. I was testing the limits of my my internet <laughs> endurance myself. You know, what about you? Well, yeah, I mean, like you say. The, I, I I hesitate to to say that uh, you know 400 miles is is next. Although I, I guess it it probably is. We're we're not that far away from that now. And you know previously we were like, wow, when are we going to see 300? And we blew past 300 pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know are, are are approaching 400. And and you know the fact that you know the the bar keeps getting reset in this event pretty much every year now over the past several years means that we're probably not yet approaching the limit i mean you you need to see it taper off and and we're still you know putting chunks of distance on the previous record you know each time that the big the really big names get together and especially at at bigs which is the world championship of the format so yeah i, I guess i don't doubt that 400 miles or you know people have said 100 yards or you know basically uh you know, a, a little bit more than 400 miles is uh, is in the cards at some point. Now, we've talked about this a little bit. The, the, the limiting factor at Biggs, but, well, let's say it this way. Because there is no, quote unquote, no finish line, 
um, theoretically, this could keep going forever. I mean, you know, uh, in a fixed distance race, there's a there's just a limit to how fast somebody's going to go. I mean, you're not going to be able to run, you know, a, a 10 hour Western States or an eight hour, hundred mile on the track or something like that. Right. I mean, the, yeah, we'll see incremental, you know, uh, improvements in records as, you know, over time and, and you know, eventually we'll get to points where people can't take 20 or 30 minutes out of a course record. They might take five minutes or 30 seconds or whatever for this, you know, there really is no, you know, no time-based limit to it. Yeah. You know, there, this theoretically could just keep getting better and better. And, and really what the limit is, is capturing the talent, like making the best use of the available talent pool to get them interested in this race and get them all together uh, you know, to get two or three or five really great runners at this particular dis- discipline together, which is, you know, theoretically would probably only happen at at a world championship to see, you know, where the, the actual limit could be. Wow, it's already hitting me because I'm, I'm losing my train of thought already. That's crazy. Yeah, you're, you're kind of rambling now like you're on your <laughs> like, you know, 89th yard right now. <laughs> Um, no, I'm with you. No, so what what I was going to say is, and and we talked a little bit about this on our, our run today. The um, I, I think we are getting to that point we, where we are starting to make, uh, we, where we are starting to utilize kind of the talent that is out there. I mean, you know, five, six, seven years ago, you know, not that the people who won bigs were not good runners, but they weren't. We weren't seeing the kind of talent interested in this race, and certainly not on an international level as we're seeing now. And the people that we're seeing now come into this into this format and, and into bigs in particular are the type of people who you would expect to have um, success at this sort of thing. They are multi-day runners. They yeah. are yeah. Uh, multi-day champions. They are 24-hour champions. They are uh, folks who have run, you know, like yourself, Vol State or, um, you know, Badwater, uh, you know, uh, Ter- Teruimichi uh, Morishida, who uh, came in th- third, well, we say came in third. He was the second to last DNF, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's won uh, 400, 500 kilometer races in, in Asia and Japan where, where he's from. Um, yeah. You know, Harvey, we talked about his record before. Uh, not only has he done this format a number of times, but a 24 hour uh, multi-time national champion and top 10 in the world. He's won he's won um, Badwater multiple times. Uh, so, you know, these are the ty- and, and these are the types of people who you would expect to have success uh, the the past two champions courtney and maggie both obviously uh former 24-hour national team members both uh have had success at 200 and 250 mile distances you know famously with courtney and maggie this year at um uh cocodona uh the 250 i mean so you know we're, we're starting to uh, kind of um capture the talent that's out there that that would be you know, expected to be successful at this discipline. Mm-hmm. The more we do that, the more we'll see this record climb. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I but mean, I think the pool of people is deep. Right. You know, right. That's the question is how, how many gonna, more of these people are out there? Um, that, right. You know, one of these things that, you know, you need to be, you know, have some ability to run, but you need to be incredibly strong mentally. And I think one of the other things that we're going to see that'll be interesting is, how many like Jim can keep going to Western States and keep winning. You know, I have no doubts that he can just keep going back and winning. Look at Harvey, right? You know, he's won eight, he's run 85 yards at bigs 
he's going to is he going to roll back next year and be like I'm going to do that again or is he mentally like holy shit that took so much out of me right can I roll back you know can I go back there and start that whole thing again I mean this is like like you know serious like mental fatigue on this I'll be interesting to see if the the you know the the top level people can keep coming back I mean you know Maury and Chris what about them can they keep going back I mean you know like do you have it in your head to go back and think this is going to be my year? You know, I'm going to be out there for four days <laughs> running around Laz's backyard. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, maybe four, maybe five, who knows? It could be more than four days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've no idea. That's, a, that's, that's an interesting, that's one of the hardest things. That's an interesting question is we talked a little bit about this before is, is like the experience factor at this race. Does that, is that some, especially when you've gone this deep, is that something that helps you? Or hurts you, or is it a little bit of both? Like it's good to have been there before and know what it takes, but at the same time, I think you called this the the John Kelly corollary, right? Where you know John yeah. went to went to um, Barkley one year after he had had finished, and basically after dropping out, basically said, "I know what it takes, and I didn't have it today." Like yeah. ha- having been there for for Maury and for Chris and for for Harvey and and all these folks. You know, having knowing how deep they had to dig to go for 80 plus hours, how hard is it to go back, you know, and be 30 or 40 hours in knowing what, you know, the next 40 hours plus are going to bring? How can you how can you make yourself do that again? Right. How many of these more do you have in you? That's that's a fascinating question. It's a great question. Yeah. And that I just I mean, only they know. Right. I mean, it's right in their heads and. I think it's going to be incredibly hard. I mean, we saw that. I, I, I'm not going to presume to say that we saw that necessarily because we don't know what happened to to Maggie and Courtney, who who both, I think they timed out on on yard 43. So, right. um, you know, again, two people who have been there past 60 hours. Courtney has been there past 65 hours twice. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, their, their split times looked fine. They seemed to be running together the whole time and they both stopped at the same time, which would, would imply that, you know, it wasn't an injury or, or a nutritional problem or something like mm-hmm. that. If they were both, you know, running together and then, you know, stopped at the same time, it, it would imply to me that they both um, basically came to a mutual decision that it just wasn't going to happen for either of them. And, and that was, they had yeah. had enough. So, right. How hard is it for them I mean, I, I think what I'm trying to get at is we may be seeing that sort of thing among people who know how hard it is and you get to that point and <laughs> when there's no end in sight, maybe maybe one or two of these is enough. And, you know, may, Harvey's, Harvey has kind of proven us wrong a little bit. He seems to really thrive in the format. But again, how many times can you reach that deep? And, and right, I, I wonder if the experience outweighs the... You know, if the benefit of the experience is outweighed by the the you know knowing what's to come a little bit and having been there before yeah. and 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 I think you need to specialize in selective memory loss. Yes, <laughs> so you need to you know like tune out all the negative bits and then uh, you know kind of uh, emphasize all the positive bits. Yeah, I don't know what those positive bits are. Right, right. three hundred fifty miles over three and a bit days, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 an amazing format. It has so many dimensions to it. It's just it's so interesting. Um, yeah, I'm already excited for next year when hopefully we have a really good international field. 
because you know a few big names missing carl saab sabe um the guy gave an assist merrin i can't think of his surname and then the uh the two crazy brits the brits yep we're obviously drinking some british uh imperial stout tonight <laughs> Um, they, you know, toughening themselves up, ready for next year. Yeah, you mentioned Carl Sabe, who I think is one of the the guys who I think would be able to, you know, if if we're going towards the four day or or one hundred yard markers, he's somebody I'd like to see in it again, fitting that profile yeah. of somebody who can deal with not just the distance, but the sleep deprivation, the the idea of just getting up every day or every hour and just doing it over and over and. Right, went 75 yards last year during the the kind of virtual world championship, um, yeah. and to to win to win that edition, and you know who knows again how long he could have gone with. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I hesitate to say a better assist because I don't want to denigrate a 74 yard assist. But, yeah, 74 yards. <laughs> yeah. But right, I mean, it, technically, maybe he could have gone 85 or 90 yards this time. We don't know. The Brits, it would have been mm. great, and um, yeah. So I think I think the top of my list to to be there for next year what i'd want to see would be to see carl there in tennessee and, and see what he can do you yeah, know and johan as well johan to be back that would be fantastic uh you know obviously has has had a ton of of success in this format again the kind of thing who knows i mean we saw this a little bit with guillaume after after he took down harvey in 2017 he's had trouble getting back to that level at this event despite a couple of tries since then um yep. is it Right. It, it is. I, I keep coming back to that. Is is the experience and, and knowing what's to come a positive or a negative? And I think you could make an argument either way. Yeah, we mentioned, you know, Courtney and Maggie. Uh, it's amazing to think that a 42 yard DNF is, is a disappointment. I guess they would both list it that way. But still, 175 yeah. miles, 42 yards. Very cool. Mike Wardian, who won the quarantine backyard with 63 yards last year, uh, which was a really fun story that we we yep. really enjoyed made it 36 yards this time, 150 miles. I kind of would have liked him to put up a slightly better showing, but, you know, he was coming off of a Boston and Chicago double the weekend before, which seems like an odd choice. So he had a lot. He had some, you know, some fast running in his legs. So so that was a bit of a shame. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's par for the course for Mike, I think, is, you know, just pushing the limits whenever whenever he gets the chance. So, And what's cool about Mike also is that he really he seems to really appreciate all the opportunities that he gets. Like, you know, the, the Boston and oh, Chicago totally, yeah. thing. He's, he's, he just he's a great seemed, character. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. For, for somebody who has run those, those races and run all the big marathons and has been to the Olympic trials, he, he really seems like genuinely psyched when he gets to do something like that. And like, is really just appreciative of the opportunity, which I love. Um, he, he's really such a positive, positive force. Um, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a few good American runners that could be there as well. I mean, Mike McKnight could be a pretty interesting one. I mean, you know, he's won a lot of these 200-mile races. I mean, you know, he's and he's put down some very fast times. It'll be interesting to see him out on this course. Would love uh, to see Mike I mean, Mike Camille Heron as well. I mean, she could do really well here. You know, she has that in her kind of wheelhouse, that kind of 24-hour experience. So, you know, there are some other interesting uh, U.S. runners that could, uh, uh, you know, Marissa Lysak, could be uh, Marissa would could be, be interesting. Marissa would be fantastic. I'd love to see her. Yeah. I, I I would be interested to see Camille in this format. Um, yeah, it's one of the races that she really has not expressed a ton of interest in, at least publicly. No. But um, yeah, I mean, like you say, with her obviously twenty four hour talent and you know just her economy, her just her efficiency, you'd think you know the you'd think it would set up really well for her. Plus, she gets to drink a beer at the end of every lap, so she would love that. Yeah, a beer and a taco. That could be like a separate event now. 
could have like divisions there, the beer and taco division. Uh, you mentioned Mike McKnight. I think that would be fantastic to see him do it. I'd love yeah. to see. I'd love to see the string. David game Goggins in there, maybe. David Goggins. David Goggins. Would be yeah, the only problem there is like a few of his competitors don't come back from the woods after he's been there running out with them. You know, <laughs> we're searching for bodies out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a, there's so much more. This is. I think I really think it's the tip of the iceberg for this thing. I want to spin this just forward a little bit to talk uh, what this means about what this means for ultra run of the year, which we'll get into, you know, later, obviously in the year as, as the voting for that gets closer. And, yeah. you know, the, the story of the season is not yet completely written. There's plenty of stuff still coming up, although it's, it's getting closer. We, we still got Javelino. We've still got Rio de Lago. We still got JFK. Desert so we'll Solstice. see. We still got desert solstice. So we'll still see some, some interesting performances and, and Connection stuff. left. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious as to what this will mean for, first of all, for uh, Harvey, because I think he has a really, really good argument for being in the top, I don't know, five, certainly, I think on the men's side, at least as it stands right now, uh, with the year he's put together. And, yeah. uh, and I mean, performance of the year, I mean, could be, you know, could be the top performance possibly. Again, we'll talk more about this. It's going to be very hard for me to bump, and, and I know this seems like a million years ago, but it actually was in 2021. Uh, Jim's 100K, I think, is going right. to be... Uh, the American record as opposed to a world record like Harvey. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if I need to have uh, Steel Town Runner to come on and tell you the relative importance of the 100K world record versus the backyard ultra world record. Not that I don't absolutely love this race in this format but uh i think the historical import of jim's run is going to be a little bit a little bit higher on that list um but yeah no i mean we certainly i mean look for the first half of this year i think you know jim's 100k and bob's performance at at vol state were vol were state, at yeah. near the top of the list for us and and i think you at least have to put this on par with what bob was able to do or or you know somewhere in that general vicinity so, yeah, and, and sure. you know, you add that to a, a really, really impressive resume for the year where Harvey also won Badwater and, and I think was second at the Superior 100. I mean, he's going to have a in, a, in a year with no 24-hour world championship. Um, and again, no top American finishes at UTMB. He's going to have an argument. I don't know for the top spot on the podium, but he'll be up there, I think. Um, I think he's on the podium. I think so. I think at least for now, we'll see where the rest of the year goes. Yeah. It'll be interesting also what this does. If How any about for the podium, we take the top three, they run around Lazzie's backyard <laughs> in Bell Buckle, Tennessee. <laughs> Winner takes all. I'm curious if this has any impact also on where Courtney falls in the, um, in the rankings for the year or in the voting because she, her, her resume is actually other than a, what, what is to my mind, the should be the unanimous performance of the year. Uh, she has a pretty thin resume at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Any other thoughts on Biggs before we move on to some other stuff? All that stuff is way above my pay grade. Uh, thoughts on Biggs? Um, it may be above well, your pay grade, but I'm going to make you come on and at least present an argument at, at the end of the oh, year. Sure. So. Yeah, I can. I mean, I have another one of these uh, very nice, uh, luscious uh, yeah. British Imperial Stouts, and I'll be just, right on your pay grade. Yeah, Don't just, worry about that. talk out your ass um, for 45 minutes as yeah, usual. Yeah, thoughts on bigs. Um, yeah, I just think it's going to grow. I think it's going to have you know pretty pretty interesting global audience. I mean, I, I, I love it. I mean, it's not running through the Alps or whatever. You know, it's not like one of these kind of, things but it's uh 
multi-dimensional you know just incredibly hard yeah it's gonna it's gonna take off hopefully hopefully i'll be crewing you there in a, in a couple of years yeah yeah um hopefully less than a couple because i don't know how many more years i got this body is not going to hold up forever well, i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't stress about that i mean as long as you've got access to uh morphine and uh <laughs> we can <laughs> dose you up on painkillers and keep throwing you out there and, and keep putting diet cokes in front of you <laughs> i think you've got a good uh 80 90 yards in you don't worry about that <laughs> I'll give you a little foot rub at the end of each uh, <laughs> each loop. We'll have you out there battling with Harvey before you know it. Uh, I think you're right. I think it will continue to grow. I mean, we saw Solomon come in as as one of the main sponsors this year, which yeah. is that's a new and exciting development for that. And um, yeah, they outbid uh, Iron Man apparently twelve million dollars for the coverage. So yeah, pretty pretty good. <laughs> Man, you think they're going to come after me? They're going to come after you. You're the one who keeps bringing it up. <laughs> They're always going after Batman, not Robin. <laughs> uh, all right, where do you want to go next? There's, like I said, there's been a lot of stuff going on. We can well, kind of jump around. Did we, we talk about Lake Sonoma? Remember that race? It used to be real big in like June, <laughs> and then they moved it to September sometime. Yeah, let's let's. Yeah, that that was a bummer. It got moved um, from yeah. its usual spot in. I I don't think it was June. It was it was like late April uh, that it used that it normally yeah. happens. Uh, and got, I don't think we spoke about that before, right? No, it got and pushed, to, did, got no pushed checks, to September they, this way. Do they, right? <laughs> this year. That's totally fine. Right. No, nobody's, nobody's fact-checking. Although I shouldn't say <laughs> no nobody's fact-checking us. It's fine. Yeah. I get, I get those. So, uh, yeah, Mario, Mario Mendoza crushing there, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, was it Keely Henninger for the women? Yeah. 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 And uh, the, uh, that, that, that little young gun there, Preston Cates, the guy who was, uh, was it Canyons? He was fourth at canyons was your third at canyons uh, i think he ultimately wound up like sixth or seventh but he was the talk of the town at canyons right. he was the he was the story of the day yes he running around like, with a camel back and everyone was like who the hell is this guy yeah, um, yeah has we, a pack of camels as well but a little different <laughs> preston max preston max Case. was talking about him um, when we had him yeah on. so he was second so that's good pretty pretty solid and then yeah you're right keely henninger winning for the women yeah. Time Sonoma, I guess we back to back to June. They have a hundred K there now, right? Stop saying June. We it's feel in that April. That's gonna be the qualifier for states and they get rid of the uh I think that's the case. I think 50. that's I think that's what they especially now that it is no longer a, a golden ticket race. And we've talked in the past about how it was a little bit odd that it was a golden ticket race, but not actually a states qualifier because you know, states qualifiers obviously are hundred K and um yeah. the the idea that it was a, a golden ticket race was kind of grandfathered in, I think. Uh, in partially yeah. in deference to to Tropical John, who was the the race founder and director there for many years, now that he's not really directing, I'm sure he's still involved somewhat in, in putting on the race. But now that he's no longer the director and and it has moved off of the Golden Trail or the sorry the Golden Ticket calendar, I would presume that the 100K is going to be kind of the varsity race there now, uh, or if not the varsity race, right. it, it is going sense. to be a Western States qualifier. I mean, these days, 50 miles are just kind of warm-ups, right, before <laughs> shit really goes down. Well, the interesting, like what? The interesting thing I mean, is... Just, it's a few yards these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's only 12 yards. Mega 12 yards. <laughs> the, the interesting thing... Everything's measured in yards now. About... It's not 100-mile races anymore. It's 24-yard races. <laughs> the interesting thing about where that race fell or falls on the calendar is that at 50 miles, it, it was a nice setup as a prep race for states not just yeah. as yeah, a golden ticket race 
but where it fell and the 50 mile distance and you know some climbing and some vert but similar style of trails to to what people would be experiencing at states I don't know that I, I, I wonder what if the 100k is going to really be able to capture some of that same kind of magic a without the benefit of the golden ticket but also being 100k in late April or early May maybe a little bit too close for the big names to come out to run 100k for if they're prepping for western states so uh, yeah. I wonder if, if you still Agreed. see some some talent in the 50 mile just because it's a little bit more manageable as a prep race or if you know or if this is just kind of quote unquote just another high level 100k um you know, with a with a Western States qualifier, but no golden ticket attached. And maybe we don't see the same depth of field that we've seen in the past, which is is kind of the way I would assume it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, another race I like is the I'm Tough 100 mile in, in uh, McCall, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Certainly when I need to go on the run from the FBI, I'll be heading in that direction. Okay, we'll, um, we'll, we'll bleep that out. Jeff Colt so winning know. that one. Yep. Um, for, for the men and then uh, Christy Richards winning 24 uh, 27 for the women uh, but it looks absolutely stunning that race I know they have um, an aid station that's manned primarily by goats they have a couple of humans there as well but uh, they have a large contingent of uh, of pack goats that carry up a lot of the equipment so so but but it's manned by the goats so they like hand out the no, the goats is hanging there. you're apparently you're allowed to fill your bottles and but I think anything more than that, and <laughs> things get things get a bit of a problem for you. The up there. the richest race. I don't know if it's the richest race, but some of the biggest prize money in ultra running, especially now that uh, the North Face series is no more, comes at Run Rabbit. Fifteen k to the winner. Um, yeah, in the Run Rabbit Run One Hundred, Addy Bracey. So a quarter of a Bitcoin these days, right? That is, uh, yeah, yeah. You can buy yourself a maybe, quarter. Of maybe a it lands. Apparently, you get a coin if you win. Maybe it'd be a Bitcoin. They should. They should make it a virtual coin. Maybe it's a Dogecoin. Yeah, well, it's worth like twenty five cents. It's up. So it's it's, a, it's up six percent. It, right? Yeah, twenty five cents. Eighty five hours of agony, but twenty five <laughs> cents. No, you never know. Could go to a million. All right, I'm not going to say no, but yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so should... yeah, Run Rabbit taught me fifteen fifteen thousand US dollars. Yep, point two five BTC. Yeah. We should turn this into a into a crypto podcast. Let's talk about ETFs. I think we're pushing our luck with ultra running and beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Addie Bracey, uh, did she, she won there, did she? Addie Bracey got the win, yeah. Good season for Addie Bracey, as usual. You know, just, one, yeah. just so consistent. Gotta love, to, gotta love following her. Alyssa St. Laurent in second place for the women. Um, Dave Stevens, a name I'm not super familiar with, uh, but I oh. guess was, uh, I think he was second at, at Javelina last year. Um, came up right. with the win for the men over uh, Anthony Costales who, um, you know, we've obviously talked about a number of times. I think that was his, I yeah. don't know if it was his first 100 mile or his first 100 mile finish, um, one one of the two. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. Um, I mean, I would say, so the the, the men and the women get $15,000 prize money each at Run Rabbit. Is that is that correct? For the win, yeah. And then I, th- I think right. it goes like down to Pretty 10, money, right? Oh, I'm yeah, surprised no. more like top level runners don't show up. Yeah, um, you know, it falls in an interesting place on the calendar, I guess, in relation to, well, in relation, really, in relation to UTMB, which is, you know, kind of yeah, that's true, actually, chewing up well, a lot. You don't win of, anything at UTMB, right? Do you? Maybe a baguette? <laughs> maybe. I mean, do, I'm. Uh, do they give you? Do they give you an? What do you get if you come like 125th? 
I don't think you any you, money there. I think you get a, a pat on the back. Yeah. Pat on the back and more than I get in most races, so yeah. it's fine. Maybe they, maybe oh, they right. give you I'll a beer. It. Maybe a beer. <laughs> it, maybe you get an M dot tattoo. <laughs> that UTMB tattoo is gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a lot, it's a lot of one. letters. It's, uh, it's good. Um, Tour de Jean, remember that one? The yeah. uh, in the Aosta Valley in Italy, rather beautiful setting amongst the. Uh, yeah, how long until you run that Italian one? Alps? I, I gotta, I gotta think that's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I'll go out there eventually. I'm, I'm pretty keen to go and do it. Um, apparently, the aid stations have pizza and pasta and you know all sort of good, good carbohydrates, and it does look absolutely stunning. There's some good stuff on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, and they have a, a new race now, which is a Tour de Glacier. Yep, which is uh, 280 miles. I think and if you convert that to European system of measuring distance that's 450 kilometers yeah i think that i think the um, french say tour de glacier oh tour de glacier sorry yeah. my uh yeah i need to i've lost my french <laughs> speaking skills uh so um, the, the interesting thing about uh tour de glacier or tour de glacier however you however you say it um unlike tdg or i guess they're both tdg unlike tour de jantz uh basically unmarked Tour de Jantz is, is yeah. I think, run, you know, like a what we would kind of recognize as a, a regular ultra with, with you know, well-stocked aid stations and, and markings and, and sleeping areas and everything else. And Tour de Glacier, from, from the descriptions that I read about it and I heard Stephanie Case talk about it on, on the Pillars pod, uh, unmarked, uh, mostly, you know, navigating on your own, uh, a couple of checkpoints that occur at refugios, but uh, it doesn't sound like they have a whole ton of support um yeah it's a lot of carrying your own stuff and making your own way and god that sounds brutal apparently well i mean not just the the lack of markings but apparently she was attacked by a donkey with a boner which <laughs> yes i think would be pretty terrifying i have to say oh you and would love it was, like you would love it that would be it had a boner that would be the highlight of your aggressive. trip that's that was quite scary um Anyway, so the regular race, the, the short, the, the sprint distance, as the, they call it, the, the 205 Jamie. miles, Silvia Trigueros of Spain. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Franco Colli won, won for the men 66 hours and the women's was won, Sil Silvia, 89 hours. So, yeah, impressive. Stephanie Case won the, 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 the longer distance, the yep. 280, which was good. And then Luca Papi for the men. Uh, 138 hours and, and Stephanie won in 155 hours. So that's a pretty long effort. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. 155 I think she said yards. she had about, <laughs> she had about 200 and, or 200. She had about two and a half hours of sleep uh, over that entire 155 hours. Third, third yeah, overall. I mean, um, maybe Laz puts a couple of like Randy donkeys out on the course there. Yeah. In, in yeah. Bellbuckle. And, you know, 150,000 feet of elevation gain and go for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it. Looks pretty good, I gotta say. Honestly, I'm, I wouldn't I'm definitely interested. I wouldn't give Laz any ideas. That that really <laughs> that actually sounds like something he might and put donkeys out. Yeah, the course. yeah. Just we're gonna we're just gonna let the local farm animals roam around and see where that All goes. Right. Let's leave the Italians to it for a minute. And what about grindstone? Right, remember that old chestnut? Sure, Virginia. That's our that's our territory. Yeah. Yeah, back on the East Coast for Grindstone, a, a, an East Coast classic. Heather Darty winning for the women. And uh, uh, was it Danny Matheson for the men? Sounds right to me. 20 hours, just over 20 hours. Pretty 
pretty solid. Yeah, it's a solid time on that course. Year, right? It was it was definitely hot this year. We 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 heard a lot of stories of carnage from that course this year, and uh, and twenty. I mean, that's not it's not like um, kind of on the eastern states or or uh, you know some of those kind of levels in terms of course difficulty, but it's not an easy course. Um, no, it's a tough course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's got some some punchy climbs on it. Um, a little bit technical in parts. Some of it's pretty runnable, but uh, yeah, it's uh, and it's a nighttime start, which you know, if you're like me and you like to get up early and not really rest throughout the day, I know you like to nap basically all day long. I love a nighttime start. Um, <laughs> love a nighttime start. It's a little uh, little tough on the old. Yeah. Um, wake up, wake up at four in the afternoon like a normal person. That's what that's what I like. Yeah. Um, that was your first hundred, wasn't it? That was my first hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's that's was, what got uh, you fun into this times. mess. Ran that. Um, I'd show you a picture of my chafing. No, I don't. I've seen enough. You Thank don't want to see that. Thank you. No, your your the pictures of your chafing are driving me out of medicine. <laughs> what do you mean? Think of all the billing. <laughs> Think of all the uh, uh, what I'd have to pay. And I'm I'm waiting for you to send me a bill for looking at pictures of my. <laughs> Heat blisters from Vol State and my chafing from Grindstone. <laughs> um, anyway, what about Spartathlon? Um, that's starting at the Acropolis and Athens, right? Sp finishing in Sparta. Yeah, that's a big one. You got, some, I mean, some good performances out there from the historical perspective of obviously what it means for the world of running and and marathoning and ultra marathoning, and then also from just a. Uh, the historical perspective of it's been a great race for a long time. That that's a big one. And yeah, Bob, I mean, Bob Hearn, who's raced all over the world and run some fantastic races says that's his favorite race ever. Um, yeah, it does look amazing. And, uh, it, it, it does, I'm, except it looks so hot and humid and gross. Like I, I, as somebody who struggles in heat and humidity, I feel like I would just die there. No, you'd be, you'd be absolutely fine. I mean, you run, in the Northeast, in the summer, I mean, we do humidity. Yeah, and I complain like, about properly. it. Properly. I complain about it the whole fucking time. Dude, you run this thing, you know, in a toga with some, you know, like. Yeah, it's a good idea. I'll put the hirachis on. Fine. No yeah. underwear, everything hanging free. All good. All Happy good. to, you know, get the dehumidify breeze. itself. We we'll get You're the breeze in so there. That'll fine. be, that'd, that'd be great. great. But uh, men's winner, I've got to say this. Yeah, yeah I'm leaving it to you. Zizimopoulos. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That Twenty-one sounds pretty fifty-seven. Good. I think my pronunciation's good. That that Next time, time I, I'm, I think. Uh, sorry, go at on. Athens Airport, and I'm dragged off by security. I'll realize I probably insulted, you know, him and the nation <laughs> by mispronouncing his name to a quite a degree. Uh, but anyway, he he threw down a solid time. Twenty-one hours, fifty-seven minutes, and I do believe the. It's a 150-mile course. Is that right? Something right around mile? there, 146, 151, some, somewhere in, in that somewhere, range. Right? Somewhere in there. Close enough? Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, no, really, really good time. I, I want to say certainly one of the top 10 times ever on the course. I, I think one of the top five. Um, and, of course, Giannis yeah. Chorus, I think the, still the course record holder there. Right. Uh, Roddick Brunner was uh, second. We've talked about him before. Um yeah, uh, I think most recently we talked about him as the uh, as the the assist at the the quarantine backyard ultra to to Mike yeah. Bordian and the, yeah. the controversy surrounding that. Yeah, he was impressive. Yeah, yes, yeah, second second there for the third time, his third runner up finish at Spartathlon. That's um, that's impressive. Got to be tough, obviously. Um, and uh, I, I guess you took Mr. Zizimopoulos, and I'll I'll try and do. Uh, 
Di- uh, I'm not even going to be. I'm not even going to try. The women's winner. You, you got to do this for me. I think it's uh, Diana Desivizia. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Well done. Keep sipping that diet coke. You'll you'll come back. Uh, Marissa Lizak, uh, who we talked about before. Twenty-five hours, twenty-three minutes. Yeah. It's a strong, strong run. Very solid. Fastest. Uh, you know, solid. Uh, top American, Marissa Lizak. Very nice uh, run, 27.04. I think she was ahead of Bob, wasn't she? She was. She was fourth for the women. Uh, she was in the top 10 overall and, and was the top yeah. American She's male had a or great female. Year. She's had a fantastic year. Yeah. Um, Didn't she race uh, Tunnel Hill? I think, it, uh, I think it was CNO. I think the CNO, oh, uh, CNO. 100 right. mile and, I mean, and went sub 15 hours for the second time this, this year. Point, but I know she ran a fast 100. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, you know, again, we'll talk more about this in December, but between between Spartathlon, uh, you know, a sub 15 at Tunnel Hill, at Tunnel Hill, you got me going now. At CNO, the win at it's Jackpot. Just 100 miles. It's all the same. Don't worry. You're fine. The win at Jackpot <laughs> over a, a pretty solid field there, including Camille and, and taking out some top men, including Pat Regan. Uh, yeah. She's going to have an yeah, argument. She's a great. She's yeah, going to have an argument year. for, for alternative of the year. Yeah, for sure. We mentioned Mike McKnight before, um, you know, going back to his specialty. Uh, at Moab, winning the Moab 240 for I think the second or third time uh, in in course record time, yeah. not not the sub 50 hour that he had targeted, but pretty damn close. I think I want to say like 52 or 53 hours. Uh, really pretty impressive. Yeah, he's, there, he's really uh, you know dominating those 200 mile races. Yep. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. Um, you know, again, would love to see him at Biggs or something like that. That would be fantastic. Annie Hughes yeah. for the women at Moab, uh, backing up her, her, I would say, surprising win at Leadville uh, with a win there. Uh, that, that's, I mean, that's a great couple months there for, for Annie Hughes, a Leadville resident. Yeah, yeah, um, fantastic. And uh, there was a big race down in, another big race in Virginia, in Abingdon, Virginia, the Yeti 100 mile. <laughs> remember that one? I do remember that one. Uh, we were there. We were there. My we were a story to tell. We drove down. That was, I got to say, Phil, that was a really fun trip, despite uh, a great trip. Not Such having a good trip, not having a great road day. trip, pain cave on tour. Yeah. Ooh, we should have, we should have done a, a remote all pod. That would have been fun. It's great. Oops. We can cut that out, right? No, it's all good. It's all good. We're in LLC. We got this all registered and everything's above board. Excellent. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Um, talk, talk a little so bit about Yeti. winner, Amy Hamilton, 15 hours, 23 minutes. She was running with joy and happiness, high-fiving, had a spring in her step. Every time I saw her, absolutely crushing me. Solid run. Course record for the women there, I think. Yeah. She she looked unbelievable. Um, that yeah. course is, I, I have to say, a, a fantastic course. Just, uh, you know, 33-mile, 33-point-something-mile rail trail. Yeah. So you go Beautiful course, out, right? back, I mean, and out again. Nice, Gorgeous. Um, countryside very nice scenery running, gorgeous lovely so running we saw, on that rail trail was fantastic we saw amy twice and uh yeah. yeah huge smiles both times cheering everybody on high fives um like you said ran with yeah. joy it was it was really really fun and inspiring to see that was great and yes like you said the overall win which was incredibly impressive um that i i gotta say that that race went very well for me for about 75 miles and then you know as is want to happen turned into a bit of a disaster but really really fun race really fun course um I, you know i've said it before i don't mind lap courses or out and back courses like to me that's that's not a problem and um you know since it is a, a trail that you traverse three times you do finish at a different point than you start at which is always fun and um mm. 
great support on the course, really fun community. The the Yeti Trail Runners uh, down there, the Jason Green's group, just a fantastic group. Really, really, really fun. Really fun community. And um, yeah, I, despite you know suffering over the last ten to fifteen miles, twenty miles, that I, I really I have nothing but well, I shouldn't say nothing but but I have mostly very positive memories from that race. And you ran you. Struggled a little bit and some, yeah, somehow got, somehow detour. got lost on a, a, I had a great straight time. rail I, mean, trail. I really enjoyed it. Um, I I totally agree with you. The volunteers are amazing. The course is actually really really nice. Um, we had a great day for it. It was very cool. Fantastic in the evening, weather. The morning and the evening. It got a little hot, but not not super hot during the day. It was yeah, nothing it was unmanageable. And I mean, just the whole vibe there is just fantastic. Just a great group of racers. The Golden Hour, we stayed to watch the last. We stayed, uh, you know, watched. I can't remember how many runners came in, but yeah, basically just over an hour, we stayed there yeah. at the end and cheered in the last runners. And that so was just great. so much fun. It was just like, just incredible, you know, like drinking a few beers, people playing music, having some jello shots. It was, and of course, <laughs> we didn't indulge because we had to drive 700 miles to get home. Um, or actually, I think it was nine hundred thousand, whatever. It's all the same. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, was a fantastic experience. I mean, I, I actually, I think I'd like to go back next year. I think that could be back on my, you know. I was going to say the same repeat, thing. My repeat hundred mile calendar. I, I was going to say the same. And thing. There are not I, many races on that. I, I fact, agree. There are none. I so, agree. Yeah. Um, you know, Leadville is a race I could go back to every year. Western States, yeah. obviously, if there was some way that I could do it every year, I would. Um, beyond that, there are not a lot of races I want to keep coming back to, and that is 100% one of them. I, I think, you know... It's did good. we mention the buckle? We, we did didn't not. We really mention the buckle, We did right? not I mention mean, what possibly, is, I think, the coolest actually, I don't buckle think in it's possibly the best. I think it is the best buckle in ultra running. I mean, there's no... I mean, it be. has a Millennium Falcon on it. <laughs> I'm looking at it here. It has two Yeti. It has two, sorry, it has two unicorns. It has a rainbow. It has a Millennium Falcon. It has two lightsabers on it, a bunch of four-leaf clovers and two trains. Oh, and a Yeti slap bang in the middle. I mean, let's be honest. This is the best buckle. In I know you've been no walking less. around your in house late color. night naked wearing it. Uh, certainly down in the pain cave, you, it is, you sit there flaunting it. It is incredibly uh, it's cool. It's a pretty sweet buckle, let's be honest, right? It is incredibly cool. Now, to be fair, that is the sub twenty four hour buckle, right? Now that the, the uh, yes, but even the even the other buckle uh, is pretty the other damn buckle cool. Is pretty sweet. As yes, well. yes, and and you gotta love getting two buckles for for one finish, which is that's that's always fun. Um, yeah, I mean the the other buckle has a unicorn with a rainbow coming out of his head. <laughs> it has a yeti. It looks like it has some alcoholic uh, beverage in its hand. And that's pretty sweet as well. And all the other swag that you get, you get a skateboard, you get socks, you get stickers, you get um, a uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, it's pretty, overall, it's a pretty amazing experience, but we shouldn't really talk it up too much because it is a lottery to get in. So yeah, we I know. won't get in. Exactly. Now, now we're not going to get in. The, I will say that the 24-hour the buckle, um, the, the horns of the unicorn, uh, when you have a little bit of a gut like I do, uh, will stick stick you in the in the stomach when you if you actually wear it. So it looks cool, but it is a little bit uncomfortable to wear. Right. Well, you could maybe do a few sit ups, <laughs> cut back on the pizza a little bit, maybe. Maybe a little liposuction, or just like when you sit down, take it off. <laughs> you know. Hey, I'm I'm drinking as much diet coke as I can. It's gonna happen one day. It's not working. <laughs> 
it's absolutely not working. You're worst advert for Diet Coke ever. Um, anyway, yeah, Yeti, double thumbs up, triple thumbs up. Even if this belt buckle does poke you in your, um, oh, a little bit. Yeah, that was that was a, a a great race, and yeah, top ten finish for you, which was really fun, and um, yeah. and yeah, just nothing but positive things to say about. I think if I if race. I'd stayed on course and not cost myself thirty five minutes, I would have uh, been top nine. I really have no idea how. Wait. I mean, I I know where you went off, and I guess it's understandable, but uh, yeah, like that. It literally is. To it's see a, a rail bit trail. More Virginia. I it's mean, a rail trail. You know, it were it three was... miles. It was fine. I didn't get charged any extra. It was good. I got back on course. I only curled up and cried on the side of the trail for like another twenty minutes. So everything was. It was fine. <laughs> you want to talk? So about... what? Let, let's go European for a sec. Spain, Killian. Let's talk about Killian. Ultra. Oh yeah, Pirineau. at Pirineau. Yeah, that was. It was really good to and see him Killian back in an ultra. Just, you know, he kind of he gets his running shoes on. He goes out for a 100K run with 21, 22,000 feet again and just wins, you know? <laughs> he is, I, I mean, it must be nice. Every, every time you, you kind of are just like, I don't like, think well, he has any trouble with his belt buckles, no, by the way. No. I don't, think his, I don't think his belt buckle pokes in his no, stomach. No, his belt buckle just does saying. not poke. Does not poke. But he doesn't eat pizza like you, so it's all good. He's Spanish. He, he eats tapas, right? Tapas? Yeah. You're, you're American. You eat pizza. Always good. Don't worry. We have we have good pizza. Every time you think that he might be, you know, on the down, and I'm sure, you know, he's he can't still be in his prime, and his prime hasn't lasted 15 years, but, you know, I, he just, every time he just steps to the line, he reminds you just how fucking great he is. Like, unbelievable. I mean, what yeah. what, what more can you say about him? Incredible. Just so much yeah. fun to see him racing again. You want to talk about Broken Arrow? Um... You don't have anything really. to say about Broken Arrow. I have no Arrow. idea what went on there. Um, Broken Arrow also moved from from its usual date in June to the fall. I'm not quite sure why. Broken Arrow usually takes place the week before Western States in basically the same area. So I can't imagine they had some sort of pandemic-related regula- regulations or something that caused them to push the date. You know, it's in the same state as as Western states. I, I can't imagine that there was some sort of problem there. So I, I, I really don't know why it was moved to to September. But uh, we did see some. I mean, that, that's really from a domestic standpoint where I mean, the only place where the real big names have raced since UTMB and, and the rest of the summer, um, you know, the VK, the um, the 50K as well, or I think it was shortened to 48K this year. Yeah, it was a 48k, yeah. Yeah. Just a meager 10,000 feet of elevation gain. A little disappointing, but... Yeah. Allie McLaughlin, who uh, had doubled at Pikes Peak earlier in the summer, uh, winning the Pikes Peak ascent, and then I I think winning or... I I think she actually was second or third in the marathon, uh, came back, doubled again, and, and won both this time, the VK and the 50k. Which was very very cool. A lot a lot of uh, doubles at this race. Hillary Allen doubled, uh, and I think yeah. podiumed in both, which was great to see. Um, I mean, I saw Kelly Wolf was there. Frosty was there, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, Hillary Allen was third. So yeah, yeah, some very cool stuff. Um, Grace men's winner was what Seth Ruling. Seth Ruling won That's for the forty eight k right. Yeah, for, for for the 50k or the 48k, yeah. Mary Mendoza, who you mentioned before, I think was uh, either on the podium or just off there. Yep, 
Yeah. He, I think it was fourth. Fourth. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah, some, some, you know, big names that we mentioned uh, up and down, both the, the VK and the, and the 50K. I saw um, Andy Wacker was there for the, for the men in the VK. Patty O'Leary, I think, doubled. Grace Staberg, who's, uh, I think, 19 years old, doubled and I think podiumed in both or was just off the podium in both and then did the same thing at mm-hmm. the rut, uh, ran all three races at the rut and won the two shorter ones there as well. So that's, oh, that's, wow. that's a name to watch for the future. 19 years old. I think she's a schemo athlete. And, um, you know, those damn schemo athletes, if they come into the sport, they're going to ruin the rest of us. Will they go to Big's backyard? Maybe, maybe, maybe Laz will do a ski around his backyard. Oh, she's Tennessee. So put on a lot of snow, right? I don't know. You spent a lot more time in Tennessee than I have. No, nah, they don't. They have a lot of sun drop, but not, not a, sun a lot drop. of snow. Um, well, let's go local. Cat's Tail Marathon. Sure. That was a huge one. That was good. A, a beautiful day. I was there working aid station number one. Yep. Me, several unicorns, and uh, yeah. George got, a, George got um, yelled at, a right? Big, uh, Some, a big day there. Somebody yelled at George. Um, and Course record was broken. Steve Lang, local lad, New Jersey guy. Four hours, 13 minutes. Absolutely flying. That is moving and on that grip, course. Second place. He was the previous record holder um but uh yeah that was cool um and then uh the women's winner was kirby mosenthal uh five hours 25 but uh yeah fantastic it's a great race perfect day and uh yeah great great finish line party there good beers good food yeah that's really uh really excellent uh excellent day out but uh, yeah uh... steve lang's course records is good uh dan grips obviously set a pretty i think he lowered the record by five minutes i think it was 418 maybe it's 419 but uh yeah i mean steve c threw down a very very fast run yeah uh very impressive yeah really really strong on that course which obviously is insanely technical that's another mike sudi yeah. charlie gadol production and um yeah they put on a great show and a great party and uh obviously a very very difficult course um, yeah, great to see Steve throw down and yeah, Steve, I, I feel like Steve's been like the bridesmaid, never the bride. And it was great to see him kind of come through and, yeah. and really just lay waste to a, a pretty solid field, including like Dan Grip, like you said, who's been kind of tearing up the cats over the past 18 months or so. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it is a tough course. I mean, it's, uh, it's technical, has some good elevation gain on it. Uh, and there's no real like easy, fast running bits on it, you know? Although yeah. when you see a time like four thirteen, you're like, no, there must be some easy fast running bits. I mean, it's good. Uh, I guess the last mile. I mean, the last miles on the road through through town there, but that's pretty. Yeah, much that's it. true. That's yeah. That, that, it's not there much. There is else. an easy last mile. That's yeah. always nice. To One know mile. That. One runnable. Yeah. Mile. Uh, what else you got? Hennepin hundred. Remember uh, that one? Yeah, Hennepin happened. Um, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I know Taggart was there for the fifty. Taggart, your boy was there. Yeah, he was. We got to well, talk, talk about Taggart, but we'll, I guess, we'll right? Talk, he went we'll out there. He the was end. going to throw down a sub five hour hundred, uh, sorry, fifty, and he did a five thirty two. So I guess a bit slower than he'd wanted. Yep. Um, wasn't really ideal. I mean, I guess we could talk about him quickly right now, or do you want to labor on him a little bit? We'll just we'll we'll as hit you, him at as the your end. Bros with him. <laughs> we'll hit him at the end. What what was uh what happened in the hundred there? Because I, I definitely do not remember uh, the hundred mile race. Jill Wyota, 16.04. Scott Treyer for the men, 13.54. So good 
Solid times. Good solid times. Yeah, yeah. Fast course, obviously. Scott Trayer. That's that's a that's a fast time. And yeah, um, yeah sixteen oh four. That's that's very solid for the women as well. And they they had good weather there. I think is what I remember. Um, McGeehan Monster, which looks like an absolutely brutal course. I just wanted to mention because Jeff Browning got the win there. That dude oh, nice. has won 23 100-mile races, I believe second most all-time now. Um, I think I, he passed Ann Trayson for the second most 100-mile wins ever. I would assume behind... Oh, wow. I would assume behind um, Speedgoat, but I don't know that for certain. But that would make sense, right? It sounds right to me, yeah. yeah. So good for Jeff there. That was cool. Um, yeah, let's talk about your boy before we get out of here. Taggart. Taggart Van Etten friend of the pod great guest announced yeah. his uh at least stepping retiring away from ultra right well i don't know i mean he's 24 years old i don't know if he's retiring from ultra but at least stepping away for now and so i guess the world record attempt at desert solstice will not be happening from from what it sounds like your thoughts i mean i guess if you're running 250 miles a week and you feel that you've peaked it's probably is time to retire because you can't run 300 miles a week. So, <laughs> you know, I think he's probably made the right decision. He, you know, he came in hot. He tore up a massive world record in the uh, indoor treadmill pub 100 mile, which was impressive. Um, and then after that, he set himself some lofty goals, which didn't materialize. So sadly, he's going back to triathlon. So, I mean, look, if you're going to set a treadmill world record, do it in a bar. That's definitely... I think lesson number one from I would from not disagree with that this this experience uh yeah I mean look we wish him the best um he's he's a good guy and um you know he it's sounded like his, from his Instagram post at least his heart's no longer in it and you know I would argue that you know it, it right look it's hard to sustain that sort of intensity over you know any sort of extended period of time you know uh, I mean some something's not going to be in it after a year of running 150 to 250 mile weeks. There's just, you know, with, with very, very little downtime from what we could tell. Uh, hopefully, look, I would, I would, I want it, Hopefully he does whatever makes him happy. Uh, if it's marathons, if it's triathlons, fantastic. If he comes back in a couple of years and, you know, recalibrates a little bit and, and refines his passion for ultra and, you know, I'd love to see what he could do with a couple years of training at 140 miles a week, which is still a ton of miles, right? But wouldn't that be interesting to just... Yeah, I mean, he was running like, you know, 12,000 uh, miles a year, which was probably the equivalent to like four years worth of like top level ultra runner. So... Right. I don't think it was 12,000, I mean, but I think it was close to eight or 9,000, which is... Right. You know, that right. I mean... You know, I, I heard Dylan on his podcast recently talking about his, um, you know, he, he basically for the last 10 years in the sport has averaged about, and he said it's pretty consistent year over year, about 33, 3,400 miles a year. Um, now, that may be a little bit on the low end for a top level uh, professional ultra runner. He likes his rest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he does. But I don't think it's that low. And I think... No, I don't if think you're so. running four thousand to five thousand miles a year, that's probably a lot. You know, five thousand miles a year is basically a hundred miles a week for a year, um, right. w- Without building really any downtime in there, so I, I would suspect that probably that's where a lot of the top athletes like Jim and Courtney and those people are are coming out. 
It'd be, it'd be interesting to see where Taggart would be after, right, not just a year of 100-mile weeks, but, you know, three years or four years of 100 to 120 to 140-mile weeks. I, I think he'd be great. I'd love to see it. Um, but, yeah, there, there's only so hot you can rev the engine for so long. Yeah, he revved it hard. I think he'll be back. I mean, he's going to probably go and do some ultra, sorry, some marathon running. Um and then he's going to go back to triathlon or whatever. And then hopefully, you know, we're back in ultra and, and maybe he'll have matured a bit and, you know, he'll have a better, you know, sense of how his body is and how he can train and throw down some good time. So yeah. I think, I think, you know, it's some interesting stuff, maybe it's come from him, but certainly a fun character in the sport for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully see him again. Yeah. And he always said his, you know, one of his main goals was the, the Olympic trials qualifier. So, you know, he'll chase yeah. that now and hopefully get there and, and then we'll see. And then we'll see. So, uh, best of luck to, to him. Uh, I think forward. Jim can sleep a bit better, right? Knowing he's retired. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, Alex, uh, Alexander Sorokin, uh, now knows that his, his 24 hour oh, world he's record is safe great for right now. now. He was seriously worried. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. All right, Phil. Uh, you got anything else for us? I mean, we could go on all night because we got a, there's a million night, things. But but I think there's only so much people can handle, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, bore, them to, bore them to tears. I'm, I'm definitely uh, almost no. feeling this All good. here. Yeah, I think we, we covered most stuff. Definitely some, some interesting bits going on and some good stuff going towards the end of the year, right? Yeah, coming up this weekend, we have, uh, as we said, the best named race in ultra running and and somehow it's allowed to have the two best names in ultra running just for one race right the the grand raid of reunion island the diagonal de foo yeah you know, two best names the totally. two best names in ultra running for reserved for one race yeah. uh that comes up this weekend that'll be a, an awesome uh race to follow our friend debo is going to be there and yeah. uh excited to see what happens there and then yeah we've got uh javelina at the end of the month just two weeks away we've got um JFK just a couple weeks after that we've got desert solstice so there's there's going to be some stuff coming up uh, and and we'll we'll recap that all and and look forward to the end of the year voting which is going to be exciting as usual yeah definitely some some great stuff and uh, we always love a little a little holiday uh, holiday voting right nothing better than uh, ruining someone's Christmas by uh, or holiday season by saying they're not ultra run of the year. Fantastic. Maybe we'll, everyone we don't vote for will send eggnog this year. <laughs> All right. Phil, that sounds this good. Was... So you can get salmonella food poisoning from our homemade eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun, sounds Phil. great. Thanks for coming on as usual. And uh, I will speak to you probably tomorrow, but uh, we'll hook up later in the week. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for listening, and until next time in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up, the years have been long and tough, but I'm not dead. Happy now just to spend some time with friends and have a roof above my head. I'm not jaded, just been faded, like a good old pair of jeans. Rusted like a proud old car that's drove a little too far and seen too much rain. But long ago, as a child, I look about the night sky in wild wonderment. And ride the bus, feel upset to think of all the years I'd have to go through there. I was still young, 
I would still 